What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Man, back at it again today, Sunday, October 6th. Hope all you guys have had a great weekend so far. Hope all you guys are enjoying yourselves. Hope all you guys are mentally preparing for the week that you have ahead of you. Grind hard, work hard, do what you got to do. It's the end. Of, it's getting towards the end of the year, so just keep working hard. It's the fourth quarter. You got to put in the work in the fourth quarter. But with that being said, I want to talk to you guys about a couple things. First, we'll talk about game three of the WNBA Finals, and then we'll talk about my Michigan State Spartans and the basketball side of things. So, let's get right into it. So, today, the Washington Mystics headed up to the to Connecticut to play the Connecticut Sun in game three, and it was a very, very good game for about three, a little bit, or about, probably about two and a half quarters, but... The Mystics ended up getting the win 94-81, to getting into the box score for the Sun. Uh, Shakina Strickland had 16 points, 1 assist, 2 rebounds. Alyssa Thomas had 13 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals. Um, John Quill Jones had a quiet game, especially a rough game, especially from her game 2 performance, with 9 points, 1 assist, 9 rebounds, and 2 steals. Jasmine Thomas had 16 points, 6 assists, and 1 steal. Courtney Williams also struggled, too. She had a very, very rough game. She had six points, four assists, and four rebounds. Bria Holmes had 15 points, two assists, three rebounds, and three steals. For the Washington Mystics, Latoya Sanders had four points, one assist, two rebounds, and one steal. Elena Della Don had 13 points, one assist, six rebounds, one block. Christy Tolliver had a hell of a game with 20 points, 10 assists, and two rebounds. Natasha Cloud also had a really good game, 19 points. 5 of 10 shooting from the three-point line, four assists, two rebounds, and one block. Ariel Atkins had two points, two assists, and four rebounds. Ariel Powers had four points, eight rebounds, one steal. Tiana Hawkins had four points, two rebounds, one steal. Emma Mieseman added 21 points, one assist, six rebounds, one steal. And Shatori Walker-Kinbro had seven points, one assist, two rebounds. Now, getting right into the game, the first quarter, the Sun, most most specifically, Jasmine Thomas came out, had a couple layups. She had a really good layup off a, a screen design play from credit to head coach Kurt Williams, or Kurt Miller, excuse me. He had a really good play to get her some free layups. And then Alyssa Thomas also got her another free layup by pushing the tempo on the break, and she gave it to her for an easy layup. But the Mystics came out shooting very, very hot from three. They were on fire. From Elena Deladon to Natasha Cloud, who I said was 50% shooter from the three. Overall, the Mystics shot 16 of 27 from the three-point line. That is 59%, and that is why they separated themselves in this game. 16 three-pointers they hit tonight. Think about that. But Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud came out the gate just hitting. And the Sun, they were honestly just messed up defensively on their rotations. They weren't doing a lot of things correct. But when they were making the right rotations in that first quarter, they were getting out they were getting steals and they were getting out on the break. But besides that, they weren't really matching up with the Mystics at all. Like the Mystics offensive rhythm was just too up tempo for them. Like coach Mike Tebow done a really good job getting them open with screens and stuff like that. And they were just taking advantage of the of the bad Sun defense. But as I stated, they were for forcing some turnovers, but Christy Tolliver, who I said had 20 points and 10 assists, she was cooking all game long. She was literally unstoppable. She was getting buckets from everywhere, from the corner three. She had a nice step back move. She was getting to it offensively really, really easily. Like she was getting hers. She definitely, she definitely felt like she had a chip on her shoulder and she had to prove herself to her team, even though she's already a proven player, obviously. But 
she put that chip on her shoulder and she came through for the Washington Mystics today. She really stepped up when they needed her the most and she gave them everything. She gave the Sun absolute problems all night on the offensive end. But the Sun were also missing a lot of layups. Like John Quill Jones was struggling to finish in the paint. Um, Bria Holmes was struggling to finish in the paint. Alyssa Thomas was struggling to finish in the paint. And ultimately, I think that's one of the main things that ended up costing them this game because they just you, when you're in the paint, when you have two feet in the paint with the ball, I don't care if the person is taller than you or whatever. Somehow, some way, you got to at least some, if not score it, you better get fouled. Like, and they had a whole bunch of opportunities where they were the taller player, but get it, give credit to the Mystics defense. They stepped up and got stops when needed be. But honestly, offensively today, the only person that really did damage for the Sun and kept them in the game was Bria Holmes. She was getting layups. She was forcing turnovers. She was doing a little bit of everything, especially in the half court offensively. She, they would just give her a little dribble handoff with a, a brush screen, and she would take advantage of it and get right to the cup. That's her best thing. She can hit the three occasionally, but when she gets to the rack is when she's most effective, and she did that really well tonight. And she, like I said, like I said, she kept them in the game for the majority of the game. And then um, at the end of the first quarter, the score was 32-17. to 17. The Mystics were leading. In the second quarter, the Sun go into a big lineup because they could not match the speed and the up-tempo pace of what the Mystics were going. So they threw out a bigger lineup of Bria Holmes, Alyssa Thomas, Morgan Tuck, Courtney Williams, and Brianna Jones. That was the five that kind of clawed and scratched their way back to pick out the lead to get back into the game versus the Mystics. But they started to heat up a little bit. Like I said, Courtney Williams struggled, but... Alyssa Thomas was really playing point guard and making everybody look good. Morgan Tuck had a couple of good finishes, and they were starting to get to it and starting to get close to that lead. But And then that second quarter, John Quill Jones and Shakina Strickland and Jasmine Thomas all hit threes, and they were pulling back, and they went on a 12-0 run to bring the game, I believe, back down to about six points. And then at the end of that second quarter, Chrissy Tolliver was nasty. She had a step-back move where she was ISOing. I forgot who was guarding her, but she, she went ISO with about five seconds left on the clock. She called out for the ISO. She was dribbling, crossover, got stuck. She did a step-through, hit it at the buzzer, and the Mystics ended up leading the half 43-39. to In the third quarter, the Mystics offense for a brief period of time got very stagnant i don't know what mike tebow was trying to do but their offense was getting too way too stagnant and way too just um selfish shall i say like they weren't passing the ball as effectively and smoothly as they were in the first half they didn't know kind of what they were doing it felt like everybody was just whoever had the ball was just dribbling around and wasn't making a move and wasn't making a play and that honestly almost almost cost them to get the game the connecticut sun should have taken advantage of that you know time that they were being selfish and playing like that but they didn't and, you know, give credit to Shakina Strickland, too. Her and Bria Holmes were the main reasons that the Connecticut Suns were in this game from the jump. Like, she was hitting a whole bunch of threes. She got on a little hot spurt just by herself. She was cooking. And then Elena Deladon got hot. Like, a lot of people thought the injury was going to really mess her up. I guess they found out she had a hernia disc earlier in the week. But luckily for the Mystics, you know, the last game, game two was on last Tuesday. So they had an all-the-way break up until today, Sunday, and that was a big plus for the Mystics. It gave Elena Deladon a lot of time. Every time she did get subbed out this game, she would go to the back of the training um, room, and it looked like, I don't know if, I guess they just worked on her. I don't know if they put her on the bike to keep her fresh for the game, but 
she was hot in that third quarter. She came out and it didn't it did not look like she missed a beat. The only difference was she kind of moved a tad bit slower than what she usually runs. And she did not post up as much as she usually does. She's really effective in the post, but she really worked up her perimeter game to her betterment today. She really was good at that. She had a big time book in that third quarter when the Sun were coming back in the game. And then they feed they fed it to her in the corner. She did a pump fake on Alyssa Thomas, drove right past her and got to the rack. And it, it should have been an and one, but she finished it and she quieted down a Connecticut Sun um, run to get them back in the game. And then things um, Natasha Cloud was, like I said, she was getting to it. Five of ten from three, she was almost a garbage. It felt like the only shots she were taking were three-pointers, and she was not missing. I don't know what was happening with the Connecticut Sun um, defensive rotations, but Natasha Cloud was making them pay for it. She's really good not only at just getting her feet set and letting her shot go, but moving off the ball to free herself up to give her a passing lane for her teammates to get her the ball. She did a really good job, kind of like – not like Steph or kind of like Steph Curry, to be honest with you. She just she's really good moving without the ball and just getting to her spot. She knows exactly where she wants to shoot and she was on fire. It felt like she did not miss at all. Even though she went five for ten from three, she it felt like she was just completely on fire. She looked really, really good tonight. She stepped it up big time. And then things started to get chippy. Um Ariel Powers and Alyssa Thomas, who are both two very tough players, got into a little scrum in that third quarter where it was a loose ball. And I was kind of mad at Alyssa Thomas because she didn't even dive at the ball. It was a loose ball, but she didn't even dive at the ball. She dove towards Ariel Powers first, and then she went for the ball. And then Ariel Powers kind of, like, locked her leg up. And luckily, the refs didn't call a technical. They just called a jump ball because, honestly, if you ask me, that should have been the right call because they were both going at it. They weren't doing nothing crazy, even though you got to control the game as officials. But they just called a jump ball and let them play. But Alyssa Thomas, she's a good player, but I don't know why she has to play, like, she plays physical, and but she kind of plays dirty, too. And I don't want to give her the label of a dirty player, but sometimes she just does a little bit too much. Like, she – like, I, and the thing with me, I don't really like calling people dirty players, to be honest with you, because it's not a lot of them out there, and I feel like people misconstrue dirty for just physical. Like, Patrick Beverly is a prime example, but Alyssa Thomas does have some dirty plays out there. Like, today she had a driving layup where she was about to go to her left, she did a spin move on Tiana Hawkins and literally raised her elbows up like Shaq. Now, people like Shaq would say that's not a foul, but you cannot extend your elbow. She extended her elbow. If you just squeezing the ball with your elbows out, that's a different story. But she actually extended her elbow almost purposely. I'm surprised they didn't call like a flagrant or anything like that. But they just called the offensive foul and let her keep playing. But she just got to I feel like she should just, as good as a player she is, she doesn't have to do all that physical stuff. She just needs to let her game do the talking. Like a piece of her game is being physical, but majority of her game is just being a high IQ player. But she was she and Ariel Powers were getting really chippy. But in the end of the third quarter, the Mystics led 68 to 57. And then in the fourth quarter, it felt like the Sun were going to go on a run to get back into the game. I mean, they weren't really down and out the game. They were only down 11 points, as I stated, but it felt like they were going to get back into the game. Alyssa Thomas did a really, she does a really good job when it comes to hedging the ball screens. When she's the screener, when she's the screener's man and the, and the, all, and the ball is coming towards her way, she does a really good job of pretty much just turning into a brick wall and forcing a steal and getting out for easy layups. She's really good at that. She's a perfectionist when it comes to that. And she did that a couple of times and it felt like the Sun were going to get back into the game until... I think Emma Mieseman had three threes in a row off the same freaking play. Like, John Quill Jones did not know how to guard it. Like, they would do pretty much, they would do off the ball. They'd have one person in a corner on the left side of the court. They'd have one person on the block. They would switch that. Usually it'd be Elena Deladon, and they would just move. And then 
Chrissy Tolliver will be on the top of the three-point on the left side. She will get a ball screen from Emma Miesemann, and instead of rolling it, Emma Miesemann will pop out to the left side three, and she hit it three times in a row, and that pretty much just capped off the game. Like, I, after that, I knew it was no chance that the Mystics, or excuse me, the Sun were going to come back into this game and win it, because Emma Miesemann, she is a flame thrower. When she has her jumper on, she's damn near unguardable, and she was on fire, and then Chrissy Tolliver was also still very hot in that fourth quarter. She's a really good isolation player. Like, I feel like people struggle with guarding her um, on the ISO situation, but she also had a, not, a nice, really dribble handoff move where she just caught it. She faked uh, Courtney Williams one way, and she took a baseline for an easy layup. She's a very, very tough and definitely a smart player, but in the end, though, the biggest thing for the Mystics and the biggest thing that I think they won this game was because they kept the sun off the offensive rebounds. John Quill Jones, who had a monster game too, I believe she had 18 rebounds in game two, and I believe a majority of those rebounds were off offensive rebounds. They did a really good job of boxing her out, whether it was Latoya Sanders, whether it was Elena Della Don or Emma Miesemann, they did a really good job of containing her from getting offensive boards, and that was the key thing. They cannot allow the sun to get second chance opportunities. And if you're on the sun, you just got to be a little bit more aggressive, if you ask me. I think your guards need to get in the paint sometimes and start to get rebounds, but that ended up hurting them in, in the end. Um, and then if, it also felt like, again, it felt like the Sun were going to get back into the game for a, a quick minute, but then the Mystics just put them out. They were just the better team. Their bench outperformed the Sun bench, and they just looked better. The starters outperformed the Sun starters, and the Mystics got the win. They won by a score of 94-81. to 81. Some team stats real quick, and then we'll move on from this subject. Um, the Mystics, as I stated earlier, they shot 16 to 27 from three. That's 59%. If you're the Sun, you got to do much better than that. Kurt Miller is probably mad at his team right now. Also, they shot 34 of 67 overall from the field. That's 50% shooting. The Mystics were on fire, whether it was Natasha Cloud, Elena Della Don, Emma Miesemann. Um, they were all on fire. Like, pretty much they were just getting to it. And they also shot another key thing, especially in road games in an environment like that in the WNBA Finals. They shot 10 of 10 from the free throw line. They were 100%, did not miss from the free throw line, so that was pretty big. And they also out-rebounded the Sun 34-27, to 27, as I stated, was really big. And another thing that wasn't really important in the end, but they should got to be better with, the Mystics had 14 turnovers and still won by 13 points, so... We'll see what they can do. Game three, or excuse me, game four is on Tuesday. I believe it's still in Connecticut. We'll see if the Sun can rebound. We'll see if John Quill Jones can get going again. We'll see if Courtney Williams can get going again because those are probably two of their worst performances throughout these playoffs. If you ask me, they look just, you know, out of it. They didn't look like they were in their swords, but we'll see. Um, I hope, me personally, I want to see a good game, but I do hope that the Mystics are able to close out this series on Tuesday. But I think the Sun will definitely rebound and get things together on game three four um so with that being said though moving on to my michigan state spartans we finally got the commitment of aj hogard who's a 6-3 point guard native of coatesville pennsylvania currently goes to huntington prep in west virginia which is the same school that miles bridges went to played on the nike uibl circuit for psa cardinals one of the best teams in the entire uibl based out of new york where he averaged 15.2 points per game off 49 percent from the field shooting wise 5.1 assists per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, and 1.4 steals per game. Now, A.J. Hogard is a big body guard that is crafty. He's smart. 
He knows his speed. He's pretty fast, too. And he's just a high-level IQ type of player. I'm so glad that we got his commitment because Coach Izzo really, really wanted him. It looked like the staff really, really likes his game. He's just another tough, heady guard. He can shoot. His three-point jumper is really, really good. He has a quick release. His mid-range game, he has a nice little floater, especially off the glass. He's just a really, really good player, a really good pickup. I'm glad we got him. Um, unofficially, he didn't really cut his list, but he did visit five schools. He visited, he visited Michigan State. He visited Providence. He visited Florida, also Marquette, and he visited Ole Miss. Those were pretty much his unofficial top five. And ultimately, my Michigan State Spartans won out. He will be joining Jalen Terry, who's a really good guard out of Flint Beecher High School, and Maddie Sissoko, who's a really good power forward, up-and-coming power forward slash center out of Mali, West Africa, who currently plays at Wasatch Academy out in Utah. But... This is a really good class for Coach Izzo and company, especially with Josh Langford and Cassius Winston and Kyle Orange leaving next year. We're going to need some wing presence. We're going to need multiple ball handlers. I think that was the biggest thing that we didn't have with last year's team, even though we still made it to a Final Four. We just needed, like, it felt like Cassius Winston was the only person that could really get his own shot with the ball in his hand, and that was a big thing. Obviously, we had Josh Langford who was hurt, but with this class, it's a really good class, especially, you know, this 2020 class is special. AJ Hogarth, welcome to the family. Go green, go white. This is a huge pickup. I cannot wait to see him get uh, in the green and white. And more importantly, I can't wait to watch him this upcoming senior year at Huntington Prep because he has a really good team alongside of him. He's going to be one of their premier players. They play a national schedule, so they're going to be going from state to state playing games, and I cannot wait to watch him. So as always, though, if you're listening to this, go check out Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out their podcast. Go check out their other podcasts on their podcast network. Go go look at their content. They make great content from college football to the NFL to NBA seasons coming up. College basketball season is a, a little bit less than a month away. I cannot wait until my Spartans play Kentucky. But as always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a beautiful, blessed rest of your day. Have a great week. Work hard. Get closer to your goals and your dreams. And keep pushing to the goal line. It's not a, it's, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.